the volume. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jenkins and Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. We love FanDuel Sportsbook at Jenkins and Jones. They've got great odds and markets for NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's awesome new and existing user promotions, and it's America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook is easy to use. It's safe and secure, and you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. It's also fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day right when you log in. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code J&J. That's spelled out J-A-N-D-J so they know that we sent you. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, March 16th, and we got all kinds of great amazing astounding things to talk about today as always jenkins and joe is hosted by my good friends with jethro jenkins aka john what's up bubba's <laughs> dragonfly jones aka tyler hey everybody have a good i'm Gardy b aka mike and hundreds of years from now when paleontologists are sifting through the sediment of this month 
they will refer to this as the These Boys Nice era. <laughs> these Boys Nice era. These Boys Nice. <laughs> They've been like, on Unreal, we've had seven 50 balls in the last 11 days. Just since we recorded two days ago, three days ago, Cat went off for 60. Kyrie scored 50 points. He made nine baskets on six shots. <laughs> Like 140% true shooting or whatever the fuck. I don't know what it is if these dudes are being competitive with each other, but like just in the last 11 days, Braun's done it twice. Tatum hit 50. Kyrie's done it twice. KD hit it. Cat hit 60. Um, it just feels like a special time, and I'm enjoying hearing about at halftime of random games almost every night it feels like, hey, someone's already got 40 yeah. points at halftime. What, yeah. Tyler, is there something in the water? Are these dudes competing with each other? What do you think is going on right now? And Ja had 52 on the last day of February. And I think we had the best stat line of all season with Jokic going for 46, 12, 11, and four blocks on 16 to 22 shooting. I think that's the best box score of all uh, of the season that happened this month, too. Um, you know, it's kind of an, an, an unspoken secret that the season happens, you know, really starts after All-Star break. And it seems like, you know, that's what we're getting here. We're getting guys who are, you know, get, gearing up for the playoffs. You know, they're, 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 they're locking in on that shit. And it's just – I've never seen a month quite like this. Like, I was thinking when's the last time I saw, you know, a bunch of players in the league spats like this. I think it was, like, December 06 to, like, January 07 when we had Kobe going off. I think he had, like, 450 balls in that span. Um, Gilbert Arenas, when he gave him Kobe the hibachi game where he gave him 60, and Kobe had 45 that game, and T-Mac was spazzing for that sp uh, period, too. Uh, Dirk had a few 40 balls. Like That was, like, the last time I remember everybody kind of locking in like this, and it's been some it's been a, some unprecedented shit. That, perhaps the best month ever in the, in the That Boy Nice history books, for sure. <laughs> it ain't safe in the NBA, dog. It ain't safe, G. Kyrie had 40 in the first fucking half, okay? Half! He got 60 off of, like, 31 fucking shots. Did you see the shots that he hit last night? I'm talking about, bro, hand in the face. God couldn't have done nothing with this nigga. You feel me? I think Kyrie, one of them niggas, is evil, too. Like, you put Jesus in front of him. Or, or like, let's. I'm going to play you for your heart. Nigga, I'm giving you 60. <laughs> I'm stomping that heart, your heart into hell, nigga. Like, bro, Kyrie is a... Is a demon, bro. But the way he plays, man, it's just, you know how I feel about Kyrie. But this is what I want to say, too, man. KD gets 50. Kyrie sitting over there with that coat. You see this coat? You know what I'm saying? Kyrie over there with the coat. You know what I mean? And then Kyrie comes out there and drops six. Bro, if, I heard that the league won't let them pay the fine in order for Kyrie to play. You know what I'm saying? That weak-ass Mary that's a Knicks fan. Come on, bro. Like, we niggas ain't moving like this no more. You know what I'm saying? Let the man play. I don't think. Them niggas, bro, if th those two players on the same team, and like we said, a, a, a perennial all-star and a fucking God-tier defender, bruh, I'm sorry, G. I just, I see, I see them, I see them, the Heat, what they go, if they might be the eight, they, they, they coming, I think they're, they're around that point right now. They're going to play the Heat. The Heat was great. It was a great regular season, Heat. <laughs> go home. Them niggas going to put them, them, hey, them niggas going, them niggas going to cause everybody problems. I just don't see. I can, I can see them coming out the East for sure, bro. But come on, man. You see what Kyrie did last night? And people are, like, people are talking, they're talking about, you know, Kyrie, you know, I think Fournier said it right after KD gave him that 50 ball <laughs> and then looked at him like, bitch, you this small to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said Kyrie's the most skilled player in, in the NBA. 
and, and maybe ever. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's close. And people are like, how is he the most skilled player if he's not the best player? See, he said skill, bitch, not best, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Hooked on phonics. You know what I'm saying? That worked for me, motherfucker. I think it, it should, you should have took that shit too. It would have worked for your ass, nigga. Come on, bro. He's the most skilled player. And I think Kobe's probably up there with him too. It's him and Kobe. You know, one and two for me. But anyway. Over Koozie? Over yeah. <laughs> bro, 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 Dolph Shays, bro. I think I, th I think I want my new role on Jenkins and Jones to be doing like the worst 1940s white guy basketball takes, but in a Stephen A. Smith level of disbelief. You know what I mean? What's this? Like, what's this? You've got him over Pistol Pete Maravich. What's his counterpart? <laughs> what's who's his counterpart now? Who's that white dude? The uh, the 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 Mad Dog. Oh, Mad Dog. Yeah, you, that's what that's you gonna be, Mike. You yeah. gonna play that role, <laughs> the Mad Dog Russo role. We got a lot of Mad Dog Russos in the Cardavasio family. I could do that easily. <laughs> can, can, can we say that that top seventy-five list was the laziest shit that's been done in the last seventy-five fucking years? Because they didn't. Because they kept the top fifty. Right, right. This is not about fucking. You know what I'm saying, bro? This ain't about feelings, bro. This is about facts. You know what I mean, bro? Them mother Dolph Shays. Who the fuck is that nigga? Who the fuck is that nigga, bro? Does anybody can can you point him out in the fucking you know what I'm saying, bro? I think I think he, I could, he, but still. Here's a here's a compromise. When you die, you you're reevaluated in the top seven. They they don't want to kick anyone. They don't want to grab anyone by the lapel and drag him out of the top whatever club. Okay, I get it. But when the dude is dead, like we can reevaluate it. Grab that old <laughs> motherfucker by his turkey neck and get him the fuck up out the fucking party, bitch. All right. You know what I'm saying? The real one showed up. Take your ass home, old nigga. You know what I'm saying? Get your ass back on the porch. Fuck you mean. I'm not with it, bro. I would say between the development of skill and athleticism, you just can't make the case that only 25 of the top 75 players in NBA history have played in the last 25 yeah, years. Absolutely. There's just Oof. no there's just no there's no logical rational case for it. It was a different sport back then. Obviously, the athleticism is different, but also so is the shooting. You know what I mean? So is the ball handling. Like, it, it, everything, like, the athleticism has pushed the skill up as well. You know what I mean? Because in order to score on dudes, you have to have a higher degree of skill with all due respect to Bob Cousy's. <laughs> can't go left. And you're going to look at this motherfucker last that was playing last night named Kyrie Irving and tell me that he ain't a top 75 player because of fucking Dolph Shays and Bob Cousy. <laughs> I, I beg to differ, motherfucker. <laughs> not, to, not to plug uh, my other podcast, but on, uh, on the Draymond Green show with Joel Embiid, they discussed this exact same thing. Joel Embiid literally said at the end of the episode that, that dropped today, he was like, as far as the top 75 list with the skill that all of us have, but he said me specifically, he said, if I were to have done this back in the sixties, they probably would have shot me. Yeah. Burned yeah. at the stake. At the He'd stake. be a witch. You yeah. feel me? He's like, he's like, they would have thrown me in jail. He's like, I saw highlights of a guy dribbling one handed and they're saying that guy's better than me. And I'm like, that's exactly right. Damn it. Exactly Bob Cousy invented the crossover because he switched to his left once in the fucking in his entire career. We talked, <laughs> you know what I mean? We talked about this when we were reading Dynasties for the book club. It was like there was a point in time in basketball history when a dude jumping when he shot caused people to gasp. Like, jumping <laughs> Joe. He earned a nickname because he nickname. <laughs> jumping Joe. Fuck you mean. <laughs> 
man. Take that shit back to the circus, nigga, man. We hooping over here, bro. I'm I'm not with it. Sheesh. I just I love it because we've positioned ourselves as a podcast as being we're not anti-analytics in the slightest, but we are very pro that boy nice. And this is I mean, this is the those boys nice awareness month. <laughs> like, we are nice. just <laughs> Where the ribbon at? What color are we going with? <laughs> Baby blue, what we doing, G? <laughs> shit. Hey, I need that. Cause them boys nice for real, nice. you feel me? But yeah, but 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 I I, I want to go back to the whole Kyrie being the the most skilled player ever discussion because you know first and foremost like we just been discussing y'all know you know I'm the motherfucking president of the of the that boy nice club right so so, so I'm a huge proponent of of you know not over examining greatness and you know appreciating and exalting it for what it is but when we say most skilled and we designate a player as having been the most skilled player ever in a sport with a history full of extremely skilled players. Skilled then, players. Then I feel like we need some hardline, quantifiable, tangible shit that we're evaluating in the song. We need some parameters out this motherfucker because, you know, my thing is this. I think, I think when people say Kyrie is the most skilled player they've ever seen, I think a lot of that is coming from a place of um, appreciation of aesthetics. You know, does Kyrie have one of the most prettiest games we've ever seen? Absolutely. Does he have one of the most polished games we've ever seen? Absolutely. You know, he gets my vote as the best dribbler I've ever seen. I don't think we've ever seen a player ever before with like, you know, a better combination of handles and a layup package than Kyrie. He's for sure, you know, an all-timer first battle when it comes to that type of shit. But, and you know, I'm not at all saying Kyrie's game is all fluff, no substance or no shit like that. That's not at all what I'm saying because the beauty I think in Kyrie's game is that, you, you know, what captivates everyone is how effortlessly and how routinely he pulls off the impossible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that's a skill, a talent, you know, a well-honed talent. So I'll hear you out if you say, I've never seen a player who looks so great so effortlessly. Like, I'll hear you out on that for sure. But but I don't know, man. If you tell me someone is more skilled at playing basketball than Michael Jordan or, or LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or or Akeem or, or Steph or, or KD or Shaq. Well, I, yeah, I, you, you know, I, right. I was, he, I was about to say Jackson brought this up when John was talking about it on Twitter yesterday. I think he's absolutely right. I, for me personally, you have a really hard time convincing me anyone is more skilled at anything in the history of human beings than Steph Curry is skilled at playing basketball. I mean, yeah. I just like – yeah, the, you know, how, the dude, how we define the dude routinely skill, you know makes saying? baskets from outside the boundaries of the court as <laughs> part of a warm up. Okay, you know, like, it, but I think the thing about Kyrie is when you watch him and he's having one of those special games, you feel like he needs a superlative. He's the most something you've ever seen. Yeah, you know, and so and so, and I think skilled is a, a thing to go to because you know you can't stack his resume up against. Michael Jordan or Kobe or Steph. So you need a something to give him. And I respect skilled as a place to go. But for me, I, you know, I'm one of those dudes. I'll show up an hour early to watch Steph warm up. You know, well, his warm up to me is art. That's the point to me, though. Steph got that jumper that's just unfucking stoppable. Jordan had that fadeaway that's just unfucking stoppable. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 I th- but I think with Kobe, Kobe had the footwork. Kyrie got the footwork. You know what I'm saying? They can shoot deep, mid-range, layup packages, crazy finish at the rim. When we look, if we, we put Steph up against Kyrie, Kyrie dribble, dribbles better. Kyrie finishes at the at the rim better. He can shoot the th- th- three ball. Steph's three ball is best shooter of all time, not even close. Mid-range, crazy. He can get to a spot at any time and get a fucking bucket. And in the fucking biggest moments, Kyrie got the heaviest nuts we've seen. One of the, some of the heaviest nuts we've seen. So that's why I'm saying, like, when it comes to skill, on every level, Kyrie is fucking dangerous and better at most, better than most, on, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to, or better than most all players when it comes to, you know, every level of scoring. So I'm saying, like, when, when it comes to, when it comes to, what, what, what are you thinking, Mike? Tell me what you're thinking. 
You got you got the you got the. No, I'm just processing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just processing what you're saying. So I'm saying that there's there's like we talking about like Elijah Wan, the dream move. You know what I mean? Super skill. You know, could shoot the ball. You know, and and and, and at the rim, like obviously was unstoppable. But I'm saying that Kyrie at what six two, you know what I mean? Has on on every level can do anything. And I think that's the same. Like like Kobe's not as good a player as Jordan. Jordan's a better player, but I say Kobe's more skilled. You know what I mean? Because Kobe had. A, a could score in, in more ways than Jordan could. You feel what I'm saying? Like, Jordan couldn't shoot the deep ball. He had moments, but he, could, he didn't shoot the deep ball. You know, he didn't have handle that Kobe had. He didn't have the... Jordan was great with that with on the uh, on, on the pivot, and he was also uh, uh, great with that fadeaway. That fadeaway was unstoppable. But I would say Kobe's footwork is some of the best footwork I've ever seen in the world, ever. That ever you know what I'm saying? Better than, better than Jordan's to me. So that's why I say more skill, because he had more of a, a, a skill set. And that's what I, that's all I'm saying with the most skilled player. But no, I'm not. Nobody's saying best. I think there's, you know, what I'm saying nobody's saying best. But but, but, no, but, I, but, I but think my that's whole my point. Yeah, my, my whole thing is, is is how how are we quantifying skill here? You know what I mean? Because like 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 for instance, like we just said, I think we've never seen a player with a better package of handles and finishing at the cup than than, than Kyrie. And we've never we'll seen a player crazy with, too. Yeah, and we've never seen a better a player with a better combination of handles and shooting the three ball than Steph. And you know, so Steph does something, you know, he's he's got a combination where what he contributes is more valuable than what Kyrie contributes. So so how are we defining skill here? Well, you know, Jordan, I agree with yeah, that, yeah. And, and also his shooting is so much better than everyone's. You could put anything in front of shooting, and what you just said is correct. We've never seen anyone who can pass and shoot the way that Steph can. We've never seen anyone who could be a leader and shoot the way Steph can, because he shoots so much better than everyone else that it almost doesn't matter what the first thing is there. <laughs> I'm looking at somebody that just has a complete scoring package. They can do everything in the offensive end, and I think Kyrie can do that better than 99.9% of people. Like When you break down every everything, Kyrie's at the top. At, at, is somewhere in, in the top as far as in, in, in a lot of these categories, in more categories than anybody else. That's why I say more, more, more skilled. You know what I mean? Like, like he doesn't he, – I mean, if we're talking about a skill, dude, nobody's as skilled at shooting as Steph. That fadeaway that Jordan had but could go both ways, absolutely unstoppable. The dream move, unfucking stoppable Kobe fucking Bryant was Kobe fucking Bryant. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 but Kyrie at 6'2", with, with, you know – as as normal of a fucking athletic ability as a as an NBA player is gonna have is absolutely unstoppable on most on on most nights. You know what I'm saying? Here's 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 my question, and I'm not even bringing the um his you know decision to spread misinformation about the vaccine and not be eligible to play through his decisions on that. But it but it does factor into it. What percentage of games that he plays in? across his career on the different teams he's been on, do you feel like Kyrie has been fully locked in on playing his best game and leading his team to a win? God, because I think that factors into it too. You talk, when you're putting him with, with Steph, MJ, Kobe, I mean, Kyrie has tanked a couple of seasons that he's been like, fuck this. I am not interested <laughs> in being here. And I do, I mean, I do think that that, that fact, I mean, Jackson's a Celtics fan. I don't think he has an impression that every time Kyrie stepped on the floor, he was the most skilled and unstoppable basketball player in the history of the game. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you talk about at the very top of the pyramid, I do think that shit has to factor in too, because I'll tell you as a Lakers fan, I, I I've mentioned this on the pod. I was on the Shaq side of the Shaq and Kobe divorce. But by the time Kobe retired, the one thing I really respected about him, and you see this a lot if you're a fan of basketball today, if you were a family that scraped together some money and sold a tire off your car to go see the Lakers, Kobe Bryant was there 
pulling fingers back into sockets and shit <laughs> to do whatever he could do uh, every time he's on the basketball court. I do think if you talk about best ever at any skill, I think that has to factor into it. I don't know. I mean, we. I don't know as far as like winning percentage and all this shit. I'm not bringing that into into play. Yeah. I'm talking about when you break down his ability and the skills that are needed to score. His on, max and, capacity. Uh, no, yeah, the skills that are needed to score on uh, when when you're as an NBA player. When you break down each element, Kyrie is right there with most of those things. You know what I'm saying? Just, and there's not as many players. That. There's not players like like I think Kobe's right there with most of those things. Like if you if you brought Jordan, he can get a fucking certified bucket getter. Finish at the rim, bro. Fucking in 90, terms of defensive, hundred ten percent. Yeah, in yeah. In terms of defensive skill, nigga, come on. Charge, well, sure. yeah, it's, it's yeah. I hear you on that. You know what I'm saying? But like we're, we're talking. This a this is off. Come on, man. You know what I mean? When it comes to defense, I'm not really thinking about that when it comes to most skill. I know defense is a skill, but also, you know, Bruce Bowen was a top-tier defensive player. We ain't putting him in the skills fucking ability. You well, know what he's I'm missing the other half. Well, he's you know missing 98% of the motherfucking <laughs> game, nigga. You feel me? Like, anyway, you know what I'm saying? But when you break that shit up, Kyrie is right up there. When I mean, when it comes to uh, – uh, like, and that's and that's all I'm saying, bro. You know, there's not – I don't think there's – there's very few players, when you break it down, that are – that high in every category. I think Kyrie's one of them. I think Kobe's another one. But like, I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with any of that in terms of like peak max capacity, a hundred percent. Yeah, totally. I just, you. I just, I just think like, like if you say we've never seen a player who made the impossible look easier than Kyrie, I'm on board with you on that. It's just the skilled shit. You know, I just feel like. Eh. You know, we got we we, we got to get some 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 fucking quantifiable definitive shit when we when we break out that you skills know is bordering on an analytics discussion. It's the analytics part of the that boy nice discussion. <laughs> Are we going to turn sixty into, off thirty one shots? Sixty off thirty one shots, nigga. Look at look at last night. Tell me that, nigga. You know what I'm saying? That's the quantifiable motherfucker. Watch the fucking game. You know what I'm saying? Look at that motherfucker. Jeez. Oh, all right. We got uh, into a, a, a heavy debate here on Jiggins and Jones <laughs> early in the morning. Skills and unskilled, skilled and unskilled. The skills challenge on the Jiggins and Jones. Team, team, team rat and squirrel again, you feel me? I've had, a, I've had a couple people point out to me that we agree with each other 99% of the time on the pod, and my response to them is always like, we agree with each other 99% of the time. We're not going to have a fake argument on the mm. podcast because that's the podcast format. Right. <laughs> Like we're gonna be three friends making fun of the same thing together because that's what because that's what's actually happening. Right. If we if we disagreed as many times as these talking heads, we wouldn't be friends. There'd be no fucking group chat. There'd be no pod, nigga. Right. Fuck you, mean? I'm not signing right. on to argue at six a.m. with a right. you know what I mean with Mad Dog Russo. Fuck that shit, nigga. We talking to the right. homies. You feel me? I drove to the city of Los Angeles, which is my least favorite thing in the world to do, to hold John's baby on Sunday. I'm not logging on on fucking Wednesday morning to <laughs> pretend that we disagree about. Right, right. <laughs> well, Cat didn't do this with the same efficiency. You're right. an idiot. Like <laughs> one thing, I want to say this. One thing about Cat, we don't talk about Cat a lot. Cat is a fucking dog, and I and I'd say I know we talk about Steph stretching the game and make. I think Cat. I, I, th I think Cat was the first big I saw that was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This motherfucker's not supposed to be doing this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, and, 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 and I think when it comes to the way bigs play now, you know, I don't think he gets enough credit. You know, when I was when, like this first season, I was like, wait, 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 that's a pump fake. You know what I'm saying? One dribble. 
pass fake, open, you know what I'm saying? Pull up. I'm like, nigga, that's guard shit. Fuck is this, you know what I mean? So speaking of Cat, I want to say that I think Cat doesn't get in. I mean, he's he's ducked off in the, with the Timberwolves. Well, he's, I was going to say, I actually talk about think the, per- the perfect analogy for Cat's career is that he scored 50, and then the next night, Kyrie scored, he scores 60. The next night, Kyrie scores 50. And the only thing anyone can talk about is Kyrie. <laughs> I, He's I, the I, most skilled the, player in the NBA that's, ever. That's, Kat, that's like that's the perfect analogy for Cat's career. Yeah, He's doing yeah. something incredible, but he's doing it in Minnesota on the local broadcast. And the next night, a bigger name does something on fucking TNT. <laughs> it is what it is, man. In a bigger market, too. That's why the bigger markets exist. Okay. Um, Let's uh, major sicko alert. Whoop, 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 whoop. What the fuck is Tom Brady's problem, bro? <laughs> they had the jokes, bro. Jeez. Everyone, this is one of, I will say, I this shit annoys me so much. Everyone had the same joke. They were all <laughs> funny, though. Over and over again. To me, a lot of them came from, uh, they were a different flavor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> came from the same pack factory, but a different flavor. <laughs> and that motherfucker still hit. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> Tyler, how retired would you remain if you had a hundred something million dollars in the bank and you were forty three uh, right. with a wife and beautiful 43, children? Forty three, seven bro. rings. <laughs> um, I don't know. You, you know, I I think that what happened here is, I don't think Tom fully went out on his terms. You know, there was talk about how him and Arians butted heads. You know, fucking Shefty broke the shit before he did. You know, he never really got the 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 fucking go away tour. You know what I mean? So so you know, I can you know, I think it's <laughs> I I don't want to say I think it's ridiculous, but you know, it's some wild shit, but I get it. You know what I mean? Like, if you didn't go out on your terms, it's always better to to do shit your way than to have regrets about it. So, I think, like what you said, Mike, Tom Brady is sick. I think that's what makes him great, though. You know what I mean? This this exact he's what 42, 43 or something. You know what he's I'm saying? Forty three currently. 40, he 40. will turn forty four next season and wants to come <laughs> back and play because what the fuck is else is Tom Brady gonna do? Go home and be a fucking family man. Nigga, do you know what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, like dog, it's I just I just I I, I get it. I, bro, I would have if I'm you said that you asked Tyler the question, what would you do with that much money? Nigga, I would have quit in the middle of the fucking 17 and 0 season, bitch. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, nigga, <laughs> I'm rich as fuck, nigga. Fuck y'all. Fuck football. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the first I, time I felt a little twinge in my oblique. Right. Fellas, you y'all peace, <laughs> peace. We rich, bitch. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? I don't need y'all no more. So like, but but I, but he's not me, obviously. He's the best that's ever done something. And I just think it's really hard to give that up. And yeah. to just be a, a semi-regular human, you know what I mean? You know Michael Jordan, you know like the true sickos saw this and were like, he's right to do this. I should do this. Like <laughs> Jordan came back at 40. <laughs> shit. And was still good. Niggas be talking shit like he came back, he was trash. That nigga averaged 22 as a, you know what I'm saying? And was getting AARP shit sent to him. Right. You know what I'm saying? 1% on 1% to score 20 I'm, a game. Almost a dragged Tyron Lou, who's the best player on his team, <laughs> to the fucking playoffs. And that's a bum? <laughs> nigga, no, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I I I, to- I and I totally agree with you. I also think, um, and I've interviewed a number of athletes who were, you know, t- top level. Like I talked to like Missy May Trainer, best beach volleyball player ever, right? I talked to her about this quite a bit. We did a big story. She's like, "You've oriented your whole life around peaking in competition since you're four, since you can remember, since you're four years old." She's like, "That's not your career. That's everything you can remember." And then mm-hmm. you retire, and it's just. 
Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> you just wake up and it's just a <laughs> Thursday? Like, there's nothing on the calendar. There's nothing you're pointing towards. And Tom Brady is one of those people like Michael Jordan. He can't get into a broadcast booth and start, like, building his life around that cycle. He's too big of a name to do that. You know what I mean? So, like, you can basically get into coaching. It's not going to pay him enough money. There's no point to doing it. You can get into broadcasting. Same thing. Or you could get into ownership and orient yourself that way. But like for most people, no matter how happy their family life is, no matter how much they love spending time with their wife and kids, no matter how nice the mansion is, if you are that level of an athlete, it's like like we think of our job and our not job. They don't have that division in their brain. So he retired from being himself. And has to be (laughs) a whole new nigga. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he's leaving like he's leaving a whole life behind to begin a new one at 43. Right. And like you said, wake up and it's just Wednesday, looking forward to like a Saturday. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I can't wait till the weekend. Nigga, what the <laughs> what the I, I bet that For tasted <laughs> He he said that one time and said I'm going back. Fuck this. It tasted bad coming out of his mouth. I can't wait till Saturday. He said I have half a billion dollars to not do the only thing I want to do. Like what? <laughs> Hey babe, I'm sorry. I'm not coming home. <laughs> we going back to me, you know what I'm saying? I, I just think I I I I, I respect I can, that he I understand I respect it. That he, for sure, I respect that he thanked his supportive family. Cause I can you imagine being Giselle and hearing this shit? Can you imagine being someone who's not that kind of I mean, she they've been married they've been married or he's been their dad for however long. I'm sure they understand who he is. But can you imagine someone being like, I'm 43, I somehow played NFL football and didn't get killed on the field? You know, we made it. Seven rings ever, greatest ever, all the money in the world, dream life. <laughs> it took him. 40 days <laughs> of <laughs> that's a biblical number too 40 yeah, yeah, days and 40 nights to go back <laughs> right. to the fucking nfl and he had to sit down and go hey jesus has returned right right Listen, <laughs> sincere apologies <laughs> they might have been like yo cool like you know what i'm saying Could, i mean as yeah. somebody as regimented as him who's watching his diet to like you know, Are you aware uh, uh, of how specific his diet is? Yes, you know, Tom yes. Brady's never had a strawberry. You, you feel what I'm saying? So, like, somebody like that to come into a household where they was been having fun in a big-ass mansion on his, you know, you know like, you know, that, that might You're be stressing a, us out. Right, right. Take you, please. <laughs> you know, by all means, go do what you love. You know what I'm saying? It, it might have been that vibe. So, hey, it might be, hey, congratulations to everybody involved. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's you well said. All right. Uh, tenable or untenable giving Old Testament biblical names to your children? I saw did you, you went, see? I saw you did numbers. I saw you went crazy. I didn't get it till last night. I tweeted it, retweeted it last night. I saw I you quote, did crazy. I tweeted a video of uh, this family. They're all jumping out of an old suburban. And the names were Hananiah? Made up shit, bro. That ain't even in the Bible, bro. Uh, Ebenezer. They named their. They looked at their infant boy in the eyes, and then turned to the nurse and said, "E B E N E Z E R on the birth certificate, please." <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it, but I did have a couple of people who were like, "It's a biblical name," uh, you know. So I have a biblical name. <laughs> I have a biblical name, though. It's not fucking Ebenezer. You right, were right so in I. your statement, G. <laughs> Fuck you, mean? Are you how kidding we, me? How do we have Ebenezer stands? <laughs> In 2023, <laughs> what the fuck type of Amish ass turning your own butter ass shit is that, bro? 
Hey, they feet was dirty as fuck when they jumped out that motherfucking joint. They looked, hey, they, I'm a suggestion of something. But, dog, like, I went to Ebenezer Baptist Church, bro. I never met a fucking Ebenezer in that bitch. You know what I mean? Like, you name buildings after that, I kind of understand that, bro. Ebenezer, as a, as a child's name, going to school in 2022 with fucking TikTok and shit going on. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ebenezer. <laughs> bitch, your name is what, nigga? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sit your kneeser ass down, motherfucker. They gonna be on that nigga head. I know I would have been as a kid. <laughs> Shit. They, they set him up bad. Throwing lobs to all the other kids on the internet to dunk on his ass. Crazy. Why the shit is their dog was named Calvin? Like, like he had the most regular <laughs> So they had some sense. So it shows they had some sense. They just didn't have that sense when it came to naming their kids. That's crazy as hell. How they I have enough... I, I think they might be Calvinists. That's probably why they named their dog Calvin, bro. That's what I'm thinking. Oh. Yeah. Did you know Calvin so and Hobbes? Really did, did you know Calvin and Calvin Hobbes was named after John Calvin? I don't know where some Calvin and I didn't Hobbes know that. Uh -uh. Yeah, John yes. Calvin and Thomas Hobbes. Yeah. That's why it's like the whole philosophy back and forth battle between those two. So, yeah, a little, little tidbit depths. for you there. The hidden uh, depths of Bill Waterson. Uh, but th like, I don't think white people have ever colonized anything the way they've colonized giving kids weird names. Like it has become the last couple years has really been generational, a generational run from the whites. <laughs> I had a listen. <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't say this. I had a friend. <laughs> yes, you should. I yes, you should. Real, I had a friend in real life <laughs> who commented on that. And he even said, I, I, I love giving kids weird names. And I almost responded to him. You do love giving kids. Weird <laughs> we names. know. He Trust gave me. his kids some weird names that he's on there talking about. These names are P.U. <laughs> <laughs> Ebenezer, you stink. <laughs> Yucky. But I'm going to tell you this. Go, go to the South. You'll see some black folks that name their kids some wild shit. I knew a Shatetis and a Kabir from fucking Chilton County, fucking Alabama, the home of the peaches, okay? So, <laughs> bro, yeah, it, it, gets, it's, it gets weird on this side, too, in the deep South. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> You're being kind. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like, and then it, like, I mean, Shatetis and Kabir can fight though. Ebenezer probably can't. Nah, Ebenezer ain't got no hands, bro. <laughs> that's an important distinction. You ever met a kid named Loby, which is the the abbreviation for the name Long Beach? Oh wow! No. Did Loby have hands? <laughs> that kid was Loby named Long hand? Beach. Long Beach Wilson or whatever the fuck, like. <laughs> Really? There's a Long Beach Jefferson out here? <laughs> what the fuck? I think I think if you love a city that much, you should get some therapy. <laughs> bro, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot, bro. Uh, that Lobie's barely top five. I don't wanna there's <laughs> names out here. I'm you know, I'm not trying to sound like one of those people who's like, oh look at that name, because those, those are the <laughs> these are dear friends of mine. <laughs> but they're aware that they have unique names. <laughs> Put your Oakleys on and you're fucking Right. Look at that name. That's a hell of a name there, Bubba. <laughs> Put your John Deere hat on and your Oakley's on, nigga. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 
29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. Uh, we had some painting done. We were able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we were really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Start your bracket with a bang. Right now, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers a $150 instant bonus guaranteed. That's right, you'll get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. How the how you bet the bracket is up to you. You can choose from the money line, totals, prop bets, and so much more. Uh, I'm a West Coast basketball fan, Pac-12 basketball fan. I definitely like UCLA and Arizona. 
and USC. I think Arizona is a great sleeper uh, team. I know they're a one seed, but I don't feel like a lot of people have had them as national title contenders all season, and I really think that they're legit. So that's a team I'd be looking at a lot over the next week or two. Plus, with cash out, the ball's in your court, so you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is over. Join FanDuel today with promo code J&J, that's J-A-N-D-J. Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit guaranteed. That's promo code J&J on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. First online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. All right, John went to the premiere of Bust Down. We've had uh, Zach Fox and uh, we've Langston, had Kerman. Langston Kerman on this show, but we had him on before they made Bust Down, which we- is like one of our favorite shows ever. We're trying to get uh, get someone back on soon to talk about it. It's on Peacock. John went to the premiere uh, this week. We all love this show, and John, I just wanted to give you a chance to talk about the premiere and sell someone else's show for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, like I told y'all last week, I haven't laughed as much since I watched Chappelle's show. And I'm not saying it's the Chappelle show. I'm not coming, you know, I'm saying I haven't laughed. It's the funniest shit on TV right now. You know what I mean? I think I think Abbott is the best to me. Abbott Elementary. I think we may be in another, you know, black sitcom renaissance. You know what I mean? Because we have a lot of fire ass shows on right now. But I think Bust Down is the funniest. I'm laughing till I can't breathe. As I tweeted, niggas be talking about I'm hollering and be motherfucking deadpan as fuck when they tweeting that shit. I was de- I was actually hollering. Where my wife was like, yo, what the fuck you watching? Start over, my G. We gotta, we gotta run this back together. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it is the funniest show I've seen. I mean, it's what? Been decades, obviously. But the 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 fucking bro, going to that shit was cool because, you know, I'm a Y'all know I'm just a regular country ass nigga, and I always be there. That's all I'll ever want to be is a country ass nigga from St. Louis. So a motherfucker hitting, coming like Jack Jack Knight came up to me in the show right in front of my motherfucking wife and was like, "Stop me!" She said she saw him looking at me like, "Is that you know what I'm saying?" But was but like he <laughs> but like rather was like. You know, I know you always talk about how you look like like seventy five different motherfuckers. So <laughs> I thought he was just confusing you, and then no, he, and then he actually dapped me up, bro. Y'all have the funniest podcast in the world, and I'm like, who? I, I did who, uh, who? Who? Are you talking about me? You know, I mean, I, 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 I dead ass was confused. I'm like, what? You know, he, he's like, no, yeah, like when you know, what I'm saying we fuck with y'all heavy. You when y'all retweeted the, you know, what I'm saying the show we celebrated in the group chat. You know, I was like. Man. What? Wild, I'm like, I, I was confused. I was confused because I'm just a country motherfucker. I'm in that motherfucker dancing with my wife, doing I the shorty low I dance. Anyone, I don't know anyone worse at taking a compliment than John. No, but <laughs> like he had no, no idea how to do it. I mean, but, but no, the, the, but you, I mean, dude, like, tri- I'm like, saying bro, that is a compliment. You, I, I, you can't I mean, even take it as a compliment because you but, can't take compliments. But, but, yeah. but bro, like, it's it's just anything that happens to happens to me. This outside of me just being a St. Louis nigga is always shocking to me. I'll never understand any of this shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, bro, like it's just crazy. I just also I want to thank y'all, man, for doing this podcast, bro. It's a beautiful thing to be to be doing this shit with y'all and people actually fucking with it. 
And it's like, I, I don't look at this as a big, like, I look at this, I don't look at this as work or none of this shit. I get on this motherfucker and I'm talking to my friends and fucking Jack Knight stops me in front of my wife and says he fucks with it. Think about that. Think about that. How we just get on here, shoot the fucking shit, make fun of a fucking black Italian, and niggas <laughs> stop me at a fucking premiere where I'm just dancing with my wife, being silly, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a goofy-ass nigga. And you know, I, I told my wife, she was like, does you know anybody here? I said, I don't know none of these niggas. And I'm dancing. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm, let's kick it. <laughs> Saw me at the crib with, 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 with IG, you know what I'm saying? With a grandmother, we chilling, you feel what I'm saying? And then, like, people are walking up to me. I'm like, damn, nigga. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's just beautiful, G. And I just really appreciate y'all. Because, like, I just, I never, I never imagined none of this shit. And it will always be fucking shocking. And I always appreciate shit like that. But it was a blast, bro. bro. And the show is special. It's special. People that, and I didn't even have a tree on me. I, I, I forgot the tree. I left the tree at the crib <laughs> and watched the show on high. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, a rookie mistake. And still, I watched, this is the second time I've seen this show. And still was dying as if it was the first time I'd ever seen it, bro. The show is special. They got something, I would say, generational. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, I, you know, it's on Peacock now. You know what I mean? But open that up to the people. We all need that. You know what I'm saying? They got something real special out there. Yeah, it's 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 for sure generational, like you said. Like when I got the screen and I watched, I was like, "This is gonna be on Peacock." You know what I'm saying? I was like, "I like this is some Comedy Central HBO shit." Like I'm, I'm like, I cannot believe NBC and NBC fucking affiliate is gonna let this shit fly. You know what I mean? But it's just, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's it's something I've never seen before. I, there is no show that I can say like you know, bust down is you know biting off of it's it's just super original super hilarious like i said it's one of those shows where where it feels like every character is the funniest character on it any any it's it's like a a team where anybody could put up 50 in a night bro Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it's a team where like this nigga like damn like every every episode like you know what i'm saying it was like i was i I didn't know who was the star in that episode it felt like because they all were putting up crazy numbers everybody did their part Perfectly, it was bro. The shit, it's like, and Tyler said, never seen nothing like that. At in now, when it when things are 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 hard to compare to, when something's net new, as the fucking geeks say, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to find. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, bro, it's 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 a it's a special show. You should tap in for sure. And everybody that said from that tweet that watched the show hit me up, said, bro. This shit really is that shit. I'm not lying to y'all. I don't get online and lie. I got a no, kid. I, I ain't got I the time it, for that. You I feel th- me? And I think it's necessary that we reiterate because when we have someone on to talk about the show, they're not going to be able to say this, but we can say it and it needs to be said. I know that you're hearing John and Tyler say best show since the Chappelle show, funny show, whatever. And you're seeing that it's a black show and you're seeing that it's on Peacock and there's something in your head that's going, ah! Trust me. (laughs) There's never been anything more surprising in the world to me than seeing Lorne Michaels as an executive producer of the show. But it is not a peacock version of the show you think it's going to be. It's the show you're hoping it will be. (laughs) It's a Zach Fox ass show, bro. They let (laughs) Zach Fox do that. That happens to be on Peacock. Right. They let them beat them full selves on Peacock. Like right. like Tyler and Mike said, surprisingly enough, they did. You know, what I, I know mean? they can't clip this out and put it on the promos for the right, show. Right, right. <laughs> trust me, yeah. they probably can't promote the show. They probably can't even promote it. 
<laughs> you feel me? You know what I mean? Because the shit is really the shit, dog. That's that uncut, nigga. It's dangerous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Be careful, motherfucker. I was laughing till I couldn't breathe at times. I had to take a break, my nigga. I had to walk away. You know, and come back. My old ass. You know what I'm saying? You got, hey, watch it responsibly, nigga. You feel you what I'm saying? You got to do your crunches before you right, watch. Right, right. Get your cardio up. Get your <laughs> Get cardio your up, nigga. Get your core toy. Get your core tight, nigga. <laughs> Fuck around and cramp up. And you got to, you know what I'm saying? Hey, they, hey they, it's a special show. Special. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, we told everyone who's watching along with us, we're going to, uh, on, on the midweek show, we'll talk about uh, winning time. I am like ready to propose to this show. Like I sent you, I sent you guys, a, I sent you guys a picture of Magic Johnson from like 1980 and like they've used his actual like clothes from pictures in that time as like act, they've actually gone and designed, you know, t taking those to the costume designer and stuff. Just the way it looks is incredible but like i love that they're leaning into <laughs> how sleazy everything about the entertainment world was at that time mm. jerry bus is a creep you can smell him when he comes into the room <laughs> you can smell that nigga through the screen i'm like here come jerry I, I, you know what i mean <laughs> he's trying to tip valets with keys to the playboy mansion and shit too it's just like bro you have to calm the fuck down oh, wow. <laughs> you Lord. have to chill out jerry Dr. Bus. <laughs> what that what hey what magic did the old boy on that basketball court though? I don't wish that on my worst enemy. And I'm lying, I may wish that on my worst enemy, but goddamn that was some wild shit, bro. Sheesh. Disrespect. Disrespect. Yeah. I mean he, he had to do that man like that church boy like that. He, 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 he just trying bro. to follow the Lord. Bro, he should have known. He was he was what the manager at UPS and, and you dating a number one draft picks ex. You should have known. <laughs> you had to have known you were just there for a good time and not a long time, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta charge that to the game, dog. Her vagina curse <laughs> to Magic Johnson's penis, bro. Okay? You go put in that motherfucker. Wait, this is going this way. It should be going that way. Should I take a left or a right here, nigga? You should go home. <laughs> Turn around, bubble. It's over with. You feel me? Sheesh. I just love, like, I, I think this is something that's special about this show. Is it, it was like we talked about that clip of the downhill skier at the um, at the Olympics in the 1970s. And we talked about how like sports isn't like that anymore where mm -hmm. people are just throwing themselves off cliffs. Cause it's like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like I love seeing this window back in time to when sports was like, can you imagine a number one NBA draft pick dribbling a basketball on asphalt <laughs> in 2022? <laughs> I like even dribbling the ball on asphalt. It's like, it, it's just, I love the idea of basketball being something that his dad is talking shit to his friends about. And that changed his life in this way, but without it having started when he was in third grade, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That it was just like, you know, the magic Johnson was a nickname. Some random fucking writer in high school gave him. It wasn't, Hey, I need a logo, you know, when I'm 13, cause I'm trying to get my NIL. Shit wasn't like, a business. It's so pure. Of, yep. I'm hooping to get my lady. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> fuck you. I'm trying to embarrass you as hard as I get. Like there's just something really, and I know that the sleaziness is like came with that era, right? Like I know that that's all one and the same. And I'm not one of those like the world used to be so much better when things were simpler. But sports specifically, seeing this window into it of just fucking Jerry Buss and Red Auerbach, like fuck you, I'm gonna take your heart, like that. Yeah. I love that shit. I yes. love it. Yes, 
I'm going to say besides it being, you know, incredibly entertaining, it taught me something. I did not know Jerry West was so anti-magic, bro. I did not know that. I just learned that during the show. And, you know, thank God he got the fuck out of Magic's way because if he would have coached that man, like he said, he wanted to put him at the four. You're going to throw the fucking best point guard ever in the post? You're going to try to turn that man into Otis Thorpe? Like, thank God Jerry West got the fuck out of Magic's way, bro, because who who knows how different his career would have been if Jerry West had coached him. I just came tri- I'm tripping off of the fact that Mike said what Magic did to that man was pure. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> when you're 13 years old and you have a crush that on a girl, that nigga and she is has a fucking boyfriend. 19. <laughs> man has a 40 hour week job. He's trying goes to church on Sunday, puts put, irons his khakis and puts starch in them shits. He's trying to live right. <laughs> and Magic goes out there and just bro. Like, like he was whispering the legs off a fly, in bro. his ear. <laughs> and what was that man going to do to him? You're going to fight the 6'9 fucking abnormal human who's actually probably 7'4. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if it's if, if, if there was this time period. He's 7'4 you know in Michigan. You yeah, feel me? Sure. Like, bro, gee, no, that's there was nothing pure about that. But I still loved it. It was pure. That's exactly what you were 18 and you were in the situation Magic was in. That's exactly what you fainted. Yeah, about. but it, I would do it. Anything yeah. as he was if, I, if I was Magic, I would have done it. But at the same time, that'd be some bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Absolutely. Okay, Jackson, you want to come? Out? So we've got a we've got a new voicemail call in line. Basically, this whoever tweeted at us about. <laughs> the balls falling <laughs> off the bone. You are literally the reason that John hit Jackson up and was like, we need a call in line. Bro, <laughs> homie hit me on Instagram like, I'm the balls falling off the bone guy. <laughs> I'm the balls and, and he's a golf nigga. He's a golf nigga. That's that's one that's one for the good guys. You feel what I'm saying? Or maybe the bad guys. Fuck you, man. You know what I mean? Good guys. What you saying? I'm just saying. There's some real. There's some real ones on this side. There's balls falling off the bone on the golf side. You know what I'm saying? But yes, Jackson, can you uh, tell people how to do the how to do the call in? Can you hop on? Yes. All you have to do is call five six two two five seven. 6592. This was a randomly generated number. Somehow it got a freaking Long Beach area code. 562-257-6592. You should, assuming I set it up correctly, hear a message from Sir Dragonfly Trajectory Jones and then leave a message after the beep. I might need to call just to hear just to hear that. Just to just to just to hear Tyler's voice, you know? Just to hear my voice. It's a long time between recordings, so <laughs> man, you better call that man. Call in, <laughs> weird ass, send it home. Two kids. I just want to hear Tyler's voice. Call <laughs> a voicemail. Uh, call in, call in, leave us a voicemail. Uh, if you got a question, if you have something, a funny comment, whatever. Um, Jackson's gonna. If you don't, if it doesn't make it on air, it's because of Jackson. So he's gonna screen them. And uh, well, I mean. That's true. But if it doesn't make it on air, it's probably because we've been overwhelmed with the volume of calls and I can we can only do one in episode. So don't don't get mad. Yes. Also that don't get mad Uh, before we go. I just want to touch on something John said about, um, you know, people saying nice stuff to him about the podcast. When I was a kid, you know, my family went through some various not so great times and something that we always had was like we always had a TV show or a movie, whatever, that would be like, shit is at its bottom. 
I'm going to stay up and watch Conan O'Brien at fucking 12:30 in the morning on a Tuesday night when I'm in 6th grade or some stupid shit like that. And it always meant a lot to me to have stuff like that that just felt like I'm I'm with my friends here, I'm safe, whatever. And we got a I got a couple messages this week. I passed one of them on to you guys from people who were telling me that this podcast is that for them. I cannot believe that either to what John was saying. But uh, literally nothing means more to me than hearing that some stupid bullshit we say is getting someone through a day at work that sucks or a day where shit's going wrong in their life or whatever. So I just want to know if that's you. Thank you for listening. It really means everything to us to to hold that kind of a role in people's lives. I can't even it's not something any of us were looking for. <laughs> I John and Tyler probably could not have fathomed that when they first started doing the podcast via tin cans strung together with some fucking wire. <laughs> we made it through the dark ages though, you feel me? We made yes, it through. But so you know, John Tyler, thank you for having me on. Jackson, Adam, Biko, everyone else, thank you for being part of the production team and making it so that the show, you know, can can reach people in a professional way and everything. But thank you to everyone for listening to Jenkins and Jones. We really appreciate you guys. I hope that I hope that comes through because that is genuine. Uh, we have no reason to lie to you or put up an act about that shit. So thank you very much. We'll Truly appreciate it. Truly appreciate it. On Monday. Bye. 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 It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.